This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. Lex, it's... Wait. Tuesday night. It's Tuesday, it's night. Tuesday night. You know what it that is. means. Um, no. What does no, it mean? Not at all. It means that Skype apparently has some type of new call beta screen, which is now active. Cool. I don't know. Lovely. <laughs> Just what we need. Thanks, Skype. Yeah. You know, you can't get the regular version working. Let's add some new new ideas to get to throw in the mix. That's that's a great, great plan. Yeah. Thanks, Skype. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's going to be chaos. Because of Skype. I blame Skype, personally. The Lord has rained down snow upon our fair city of Chicago, which may sound contradictory because snow doesn't usually rain down. It snows. That's the very definition of what it does. But no, this time the snow has rained down upon us and it's it's actually melting now. Everything's fine. It worked out. <laughs> are you, You're not back at the office, are you? No, thank no. No, I'm not. Good. Good. No, no, no. Word around the water cooler is is that it's gonna get pushed back again. So who knows? When was it supposed to happen? Um, I'm supposed to be back at the end of this month, uh, <laughs> on a limited schedule. But then uh, they pushed it back to uh, to March at some point. You know, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, I I hate to bring this up, but I also am bringing it up. Okay. In March, it'll be two years. What, what what do we get for that anniversary? Two years? The first is paper. What's the second anniversary of <laughs> everything turning to shit? It feels like it's been more than two years. Paper, when it, yeah, I agree. Um, paper, so last year we were, we were rolling um, joints. Okay. obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for papers. So what is, what is the second anniversary? Let's Google it. <laughs> you think I would know this being a married man and all, but no, you know, the second anniversary gift. Yeah. It's a, it's an antiquated thing. And there's two. Oh, it is. I know. That's why it's really funny. And I want to figure out. There's like two options. Usually two. It's like, well, Hot. it's this. Oh and no, this. that seems racist. Anyway. Oh, it's gotta be cotton. No, it's China, porcelain, or cotton. Okay, okay. Ew, I hate this. It's, Just like the the couple's union, these materials are beautiful yet fragile. Um, okay. You know, some asshole has probably purchased a uh, a toilet for their spouse at some point. Like, well, it's the porcelain anniversary. <laughs> we haven't gone to crap yet. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not straight. <laughs> Why well, gotta be that, a straight person? <laughs> um, Matt, you know why. You never know. You never know. You I've, know. You know, everybody's got a hilarious sense of humor. Everybody's a little punch drunk these days. It, it, it can be anybody. Uh, it can be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I mocked you like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into the show, y'all. There's a show to get into. Let's do it. We we got some things to talk about. Word, word. Any any notes or addendums? Uh, no, that was for the that was for the Lexi Awards. I'm several episodes behind here. Uh, don't mind me. 
I'm going through a, a Dr. Manhattan phase where I remember yesterday like it was last month and vice versa. So we're going to keep on. Moving. Well, that's fun. That's spicy. God, that's yeah. got to be weird for him, man. Everything is happening at the same time. You know, I mean, that's just one that must concept. Be what God feels like. It's, it's, you know. Oh, God. All right. All right. All right. So before we get into the show proper, have yeah. you seen we 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 uh, touched upon this in the in the uh, discord. Have you seen Mother? I don't remember if you saw the, it or not. The the one with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen parts of this movie. I did not finish this movie because. Eh. eh? Or you were doing something else. Um, can both be unacceptable. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> that totally works too. Yeah. It's it's a hard movie to watch because yeah. you hate everyone involved in this film. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because um. It's, oh man. Yeah, it's supposed to be some type of analogy for like. The way we treat Earth. God, or, yeah, the way we treat Earth in relation yeah. to, to God and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's messy, y'all. And I guess that's appropriate, but boy, it is hard to watch that first time. I, well, you, I, you messaged us in the group. You're like, I guess I'm watching this movie. And I was like, oh, Matthew, why? And that was already <laughs> like, you were a half hour. You were in it. You know, yeah. I couldn't get you out. I couldn't, right. I couldn't help you. <laughs> Well, the way it was marketed, it was it was marketed as a horror. I just had to tell film. you I love you and I'm here for you. And <laughs> let you go on your own journey, you know. I didn't realize too that it was directed and written by the same guy that did The Fountain, which oh, is yeah. the movie that Air Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky, yeah, I yeah. I wanted to walk out on that, but it was a date, and so I wanted to like you know enjoy the date, and. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked out. It was with D, so it was, it was a good call. But oh shit, boy, How? I just wow. <laughs> this was yeah. I uh. did D also want to walk out. Did you have that thing where after you're you're like you're leaving the movie and you're like I kind of wanted to walk out of that. And yeah, we like yeah. We both disliked it very much. So like that's the, hilarious. The thing about D is she's she's got a type of mind where she wants to dig deeper into things and and mm-hmm. find out if there's like something you know uh, more intricate going on in there. And she's smart. Yeah, yeah, she is absolutely. And you know it pays off a lot. And we do get we do get more enjoyment out of the uh, the media that we absorb. Because of her curious nature, mm-hmm. um, in in both these cases though, it just made me more frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, these movies. Okay. Yeah. So do not recommend Mother. But yeah, <laughs> I totally recommend Mother. watching Watch. <laughs> Go watch Watchmen again on HBO. That's worth your time. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Watchmen was great. Absolutely. I'm actually trying to like think of other Darren or not. Arnofsky films that I'm like, yeah, that was good. Cause, oh fuck, Black Swan. Mm. Black Swan was so fucking good, and so was The Wrestler. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Obviously, you know, I I did enjoy The Wrestler because you know I was a wrestling fan. I, mm. I'm obligated. No, I to actually enjoy. I love that movie, dude. That movie was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really just yeah, just full stop. It was good. It's just with his films, he likes to. You know, he's dark. He likes he's to give the audience something to chew on on the way home and not actually end them or give you yes. any closure of any way, you know. But yeah, it was good. It was okay. Good. Speaking of pretentious films, oh, <laughs> it's Oscar season, y'all. Hey, it's that time again. It is. 
I'm very disappointed that this list is set up this way. It's very annoying. All right. So, Matt, this is the 94th annual Academy Awards. And I joke about it being pretentious, but I actually love the Oscars. As we have talked about many times before, this is my Super Bowl, guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is my event. This is my sport. I haven't seen too many of these movies, though, so I'm kind of terrible at it this year. No, you know what? That's a common thread that I've seen in in, uh, relation to all these movies that were nominated, that people haven't seen the vast majority of them. No. Not that they haven't been watching movies or anything like that, but just these in particular. You know, usually films that are are marketed like Oscar bait, you can kind of pick up on and say, okay, I want to see that because, you know, it's probably going to get nominated and I want to know what everybody's talking about. Correct. This year. And I think I think a big part of that, not only because, you know, we're in the last throes of the pandemic, knock on wood, Mm -hmm. um, but also because a couple of these films were strictly tied to streaming platforms. For instance, yes. uh, on Amazon, you know, uh, being the Ricardos. Uh, Don't Look Up was a Netflix. Netflix. right? Yeah. And then, um, what was it? Uh, not King. Dune was on HBO. HBO Max, but that got a theatrical release, uh, release okay. as well, well as King Richard. Well, technically, all of these got theatrical releases. They, yeah. They had to. But to a, limited, a limited yeah. release in a lot of cases. True, true, true. true. But, um, like, The Tragedy of Macbeth, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, as, as big fans of... Um, <laughs> Of all the wonderful shows they have on Apple Plus, <laughs> just you know Ted Lasso basically, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think a lot of people's free trial of Apple TV or Apple Plus rather yeah. ran out right before the tragedy of Macbeth was released. I know yeah. that's what happened to me <laughs> yeah. because you know with this last spate of iPhones, like people normally skip a year, so yeah, you get it's that starting to run out. Right, yeah. you get that free year subscription with your new iPhone and then it runs out and you're like, ah, it's not, it's not time for a new iPhone yet. And I don't really feel like paying for another streaming service. What do they have over here on Apple plus? Oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's done. Oh, that's it. Okay. So yeah, I feel like right. nobody really saw the tragedy of Macbeth, but since it starred Denzel Washington, you gotta, gotta nominate Denzel. Yeah. So let's go through best picture first. Okay. Um, you can stop me if you've seen any of these. I think you've seen two, maybe. All right. Okay. Um, Belfast. Nope. Coda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't look up. Avoided that one like the plague. Same here. I heard it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drive my car. Mm-hmm. Dune. Yes. We, we did see Dune. Oh, I saw, saw parts. Dune. I saw parts of Dune. King Richard. Saw that one. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I need to I need to go back and watch it. Licorice Pizza. Heard bad things about that one too. Absolutely not gonna watch that one. Right, right. Nightmare Alley. Really wanna see that one. Same. Yeah. I the think Power... that's on HBO Max now, right? Maybe. Yes, Hopefully. I believe so. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> the Power of the Dog. Contains no dogs, from what I understand. Yes. And Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. Which we have discussed on the show before. We're of we're of two I... minds about this. I need to know where this is streaming and when, because I want to watch it really bad, especially now. Yeah. I'd imagine it's going to hit HBO, you know? Fucking soon, please. Come on. Yeah. At least least an expensive rental, you know? Yeah. So of those, you have seen, and I have seen one, Dune, correct? Uh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. 
King Richard. You've seen two. Okay, okay. I thought I, I missed the part King there, Richard. but yes, I, yeah. I've seen King Richard. I've seen Dune, and I mm-hmm. have desire to see more. But of course, you know, availability. yeah, yeah. I have desire to see more of these. Not licorice pizza, though. Yeah, I mean, this I'm, is really a wake up call to the Academy to really just add us to the to the uh, the screener list because you know we can't discuss these selections unless we've seen these films. So Academy, you know. Most Dude, I don't think it's that us. hard. For, I don't think it's that hard for us to get on that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I don't think it's that difficult to get on the screener. We should look into that we because I, I want I want screeners. I fucking want screeners. There you go. You've been in some some films before, haven't I you? I have. I'm on IMDb. There you Come go. On. That right there. I mean, if you've got an IMDb credit, I think it's you should just be able to walk in yeah, and just you know the screeners. Yeah, hook me up. Open the bag. I know things. Throw them in. I know films. Yeah. Okay. So those are the best pictures. Very curious if you guys have seen, you guys can let us know. Have you seen a bunch of these? Have you not really seen any of them? Um, I think the pandemic is still affecting our viewing yeah. situation. So for example, West Side Story, I wanted to see it. It's only available in theaters. I haven't seen it. Right. So I'm waiting to see that. You know, quite a few of these are the same way. Yeah. And I'll say this too. It's very odd for a movie like Dune to be nominated as a best picture because years ago when we were, you know, wondering why um, any sci-fi, any type of fantasy movie couldn't get on the best picture list around the time. Wandering in the desert. Yeah. You know, like something like Lord of the Rings. It didn't get nominated until that second film. And it was just so odd to everybody. Like these are quality movies. Dune, although I did enjoy it, I enjoyed it from the stance of like a sci-fi fan, understanding that mm-hmm. a it's not gonna be as uh you know it's not gonna it's not gonna be like every other movie out there. And two, I did it I re- I did it organically. A and two, a <laughs> not like everything else. B, <laughs> it's um half of a movie, like it's only the first half of the book. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I really don't think this should have gotten nominated. They they should have they should have lessened. It's so visually brilliant mm-hmm. that it it should have at least gotten those nominations. Sure. But whether or not it should have gotten a best picture nomination, I think is definitely a debate you could have. Right. But at the same time, Matt, what other films would be would be nominated? You know. Well, I mean, they they expand There's and limited. retract the count of best pictures. You know, every year it changes every How many year. Is it, it two, four, six, eight? Uh, this is at the max. This is 10. Okay. See, they didn't have to do 10. They could have done 9. It would have been fine. Nobody would have complained. There's some, you know. No, it's true. They do expand, or it, there's a minimum of 5, a maximum of 10. See? Originally, know. it was just 5. You know yes. the rules, and so do I. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting, what was that, like 10 years ago or something like that? I don't remember. Um, all right, Best Director? Best Kenneth Bragnoff Director. Kenneth Belfast. Kenneth um, Bragnoff. Ray Rayuski Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Fucking out. It should have been Maggie Gyllenhaal, I guess. I haven't even seen Maggie Gyllenhaal's film. I'm just saying a name. Um, Gene Campion for The Power of the Dog. Now, I joked about that earlier, but is that also a Netflix movie? Uh, I do not know. Okay. I can't say. I'm going to look it up while you finish the list, too. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, which I feel like a lot of people are going to look at Steven Spielberg being nominated and kind of brush it off as, of, of course, Spielberg was nominated. But everything I've read from reviews have said that he exceeded 
all expectations of this remake and that it's quite possibly better than the original, which is considered to be one of the greatest musicals of all time, like movie musicals of all time. So the fact that he has elevated this to that level is incredibly impressive. Um, And I am as a Spielberg fan, I am happy to see him get nominated for this because I feel like this was a really big passion project for him. It's a good feeling when Spielberg gets a win. I mean, I, I have no complaints I about the man. As He's a, had a lot of shitty films the past couple of years, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. He can't he can't even get a win with the Animaniacs reboot, like come to think of it. Like No. It's unfortunate. It just doesn't have that same magic, you know. Yeah. But that's another discussion. Power of the Dog, as as we were discussing. Yes. It is a Netflix film. Okay. And it is currently airing in theaters as well, per, you know, the rules. Uh, it's it's the one that stars Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Kirsten Dunst. Oh yes, because Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. Fucking um, Todd, yes, Todd is. They as got well. well. They both got nominated. This was their first ever nominations, and it, they're married, which right. is adorable. Yeah. Like that's just fucking cute. Um, okay, best lead actor nomination: Javier Bardem for mm. being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. He was really fucking good in that movie. Really. Will Smith in King Richard, which I would I would assume is a big contender um, because I heard a lot about his performance in that. Not necessarily the whole film, yeah. but like for Will Smith's performance. And Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Now this is where when Denzel wins they're going to cut in with the uh with the voiceover guy saying this is Denzel Washington's 10th Academy Award nomination. He he broke <laughs> he broke a record for that, right? Is That's it the right. most nominations ever or is it just male? Most nominated black actor of all time. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was just best not most nominated actor and like Meryl would probably be first. Right, right, you right. You know, well, if we're yeah. going if we're going male actor, you know, he's probably well on his way. But yeah, Meryl, Meryl's got that title. Just I'd be curious who, what other actor, maybe um, De Niro. Possibly. How many times has De Niro been nominated? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what other actor would be up there. Fun fact. So, okay, I've seen more, I guess, more of the uh, lead actor movie spate than the uh, best movie altogether. Being the They're Ricardos, more accessible. They're more accessible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being the Ricardos, as I mentioned, is on uh, Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. their streaming service. It's It's good. I enjoyed it, but it felt like a play which might have been what they were going for. I don't think Javier Bardem deserves a nomination for it, though. I think he was acting like himself. Same thing with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, in my opinion, is a fantastic actress. She hasn't turned in a good performance. Well, I should say a standout performance since Bewitched. No, Uh, since uh, the others. Oh, well, that's a bold fucking claim that I don't agree with. It's it may not be everyone's favorite. Have you seen Big Little Lies? Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. We're talking about movies, too. That's a TV show. It doesn't count in this conversation. It's a fucking performance. Ooh, I'm talking about movies. <laughs> Matt. Matt. Listen. Nicole Kidman is amazing. I'm not going to comment on this 
Okay. Right? I agree right. to disagree. I, I think she's a, like I said, I, she's a great actress, but when you get Nicole Kidman, you You're know what type of performance you're getting. She hasn't had a fucking uh, incredible performance in almost 20 years. That movie came out in 2003, I'm Matthew. I'm saying that she hasn't had a standout performance since that. Like when I think about her Horse in shit. movies and other projects, she has a very specific way of acting. Yes. And it is great. But in the others, it stood out to me. That's all I'm saying. Did you see Bombshell? She was great in Bombshell. Yes, she was. As Nicole Aquaman? Kidman. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, fucking Jesus kidding. <laughs> the beguiled, Matthew. The, who? the fucking beguiled. I don't remember that. I don't think I saw that one. I didn't see Rabbit Hole. That one was, was very dark. Happy feet, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I mean, <laughs> how could I sleep on happy feet? <laughs> I'm still salty. They didn't name Matt, the sequel. The what happened? Matt, this is even worse. The okay. Others came out in 2001. That movie is 21 years old. That Hell movie yeah. could buy you a drink. Hell yeah, it could. And I would that happily accept that drink. I would sit at the bar and have a discussion with the others. All right. That's how much I fucks with that movie. No, I fucks with that movie too. I ain't denying that that movie is one to be fucks with, but yes. I, I just the disrespect. No, no, it's full respect. You know the the dig about Bewitched aside, I respect this woman's body of work. I just think she's Nicole Kidman all the time. That's it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving like, on. Yes. Yes. Best lead actress. All right. Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, which, by the way, this is another spouse pairing because Penelope Cruz is um, married married to Javier Bardem or just a couple? Uh, they may just be a couple. And they might just be a couple. I yeah. shouldn't say married. Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Stewart in Spencer, which I really want to see that. Big um, round of applause to Kristen Stewart, though. Talk about a she's turning her shit around. Resurgence, yeah. man. I mean, she got such shit, obviously, for Twilight. And I know those movies are near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, so I'm not going to join that chorus. But she also had a little bit of a rough patch coming up, you know, as most Hollywood stars do, you know. But it's very publicized when it's a young lady, usually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they got on her, but I feel like, and <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah. After her time on SNL, it seemed like people started to kind of pay attention to her again in a positive way. Yeah. I think it was the Tostinos ad. Oh, the Tostinos ad. <laughs> Remember that? The Super Bowl ad where it was just like her and Vanessa Bayer? Oh, yeah. And it- yeah, and it was like all of the husbands are lo- the, the guys are like, where are the Totinos, baby? Or whatever, Totino. Why do you fucking pronounce it? <laughs> like, they're like, where are those? And it was like her just like falling in love. Vanessa Bayer just falling in love yeah. with Christian Stewart. It was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I think that was it. I think that was where it turned. Oh, I man. agree with you. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's, take a little, let's take a little break here with the Oscar stuff. And let me ask you this. Are yep. you excited for the Super Bowl? This year for the ads that are going to be coming up for the game itself. Does anything yeah. excite you about this coming Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I like the Super Bowl well enough. I I don't even know who's playing in it, honestly. No. I, I'm not keeping track of that. No. Um, but yeah, I like the ads. 
I'm, I'm literally going to record a Dawson's Creek podcast before it. That just goes to show how oh, into man. football I am. But anyway, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I'm with you. I like the commercials and stuff. And I don't really care about anything else. Um, I want, I'm, I'm excited for the movie trailers. That's what always gets me the most excited. So, um, Nope, which is, um, Jordan Peele's new film. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've been teasing that we're going to see some, some of that. He's going to fuck us up with something. Boy, I can't wait. It's, it's going to, it's going to deeply upset me. Whatever that fucking trailer reveals, it's, it's going to upset me. I'm not going to like it. Right. I'm going to be scarred. I wonder if he's going to do another, uh, another kind of like, you know, remix of a classic like R&B song from the 90s and like make it spooky. Uh-huh. But I feel like he's done that already, so he's not going to retread. Oh, I'm just looking forward I hope to it's, another. I hope it's Salt and Peppers. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> and like a creepy. <laughs> I can see Push It, you know, <laughs> being a spooky oh. song if it's oh, slowed God. down. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, back to the list. I, I don't think I, I gave you an opportunity to really chime in on uh, Best Supporting Actress, so please, please proceed. Okay, so so but, no, let's just go on to um, oh, Best actress. Supporting. I'm okay, sorry. yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I want to see I want to see more of these movies. I don't really have, other than there are just actors that I like, I don't really have like, oh, this is this is who I want to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Best Supporting Actor, um, Carrie Ann Hines for Belfast. Okay. Troy Costar, uh, Costar for <laughs> Coda. Say, best Supporting Actor, Troy Costar. Please. Costar. He has to win. <laughs> uh, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. Mm. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. My man. Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog got a lot of nominations. Do you think that J.K. Simmons is going to get grandfathered into a, uh, a trophy? Um, he might be. You know, he has won already. Yeah. Um, that mm-hmm. both helps and hurts. I don't know. Um, I will say this: he was yeah. just as present in being the Ricardos as he was in Juno. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was there. He was great while he was on screen, but he wasn't really around that much. You know. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to finish off with actress, best supporting actress, which is Jessie Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. I don't know who that is in West Side Story. I'm guessing it's, um, I don't know, Uh, Judi Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, Dog. and... How how do you pronounce her name? Do you know? Let's see. Ingenue Ellis? Ingenue, yeah. That's what I... Okay, okay. I didn't... Ingenue Ellis in King Richard. Okay, okay. And then just a small... um, I think kind of a big shout-out, which I just just find it interesting, honestly, is that Maggie Gyllenhaal got nominated for The Lost Daughter. She wrote that screenplay. So, best adapted screenplay. That's really cool. Mike Gyllenhaal's doing doing different things. You know, I will say I'm I'm glad to see there's a lot of women nominated this year across the board. You know, just in in, in every category. Of course, um, best director, we still only have um just one woman in there, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. That's so correct. I mean, that's they're making not great, not great, 
not not horrible you know we have we have uh, a long way to go so we'll keep on going yeah it's an interesting movie year mm-hmm. you know? mm. well um i did want to touch on best animated feature film too yeah like i'm surprised oh, yes. that I, I missed those okay yeah go ahead i'm always surprised by certain movies that make it there right under the wire right, right. so we have encanto this year mm-hmm. which is nominated for the best feature uh best animated feature rather um you know, we obviously such a big cultural, you know. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in for the Lexis about that movie, and it, yeah. it caused me to watch it, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, my dark horse for this is going to be Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is a Netflix exclusive animated film. Okay. Uh, which came out way earlier in 2021. What are all of them? Because I didn't even see that category. Okay, so we have Encanto, we have Flea which I haven't okay. heard of Luca, which is a, yes. a Pixar film Mitchell's versus the machines. It, it's a, a Lord and Miller movie as a matter of oh, fact. Cool. And then um, another in-house Disney uh, CG film, Raya and the last dragon. Which... I saw that one. I actually saw that one. That oh. is, believe it or not guys, breaking news. I've seen an animated film because <laughs> I was with my nieces and nephews when they watched it for the oh, first really? time. So it was fun. Yeah. Did it did it entertain you as much as you wanted it to? Yeah. I mean, it was a kids movie that I went into with no expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's another one. That's that that could be a victim of recency bias because there was some there was some good vibes going around for that one when it debuted. Um it was part of Disney's like, you know, behind the paywall thing once again. So, yep. that that kind of hurt a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of faded away. And then Encanto came and it just, like, took everything over, like gangbusters. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I think the musical aspect helps, too, right? Absolutely. Did Raya like, have any music in it? It had, I mean, it had just traditional music. It, it wasn't a musical oh, that I remember. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Kanto definitely was a musical. So. Yeah. Yeah. And of course. I think that sells, you know. Yeah. Had that Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, you know, songs written into it. So, yeah, it's going to, it's going to win. It's a Disney film. There's no yeah, doubt about I, it. Yeah, I think it's going to win. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <sighs> okay. Are we going to talk about, did you watch, okay, so we go from Oscar-nominated movies to the trailer for Cheaper by the Dozen, the new I, Cheaper by the Dozen. Did you watch that trailer? I did watch that trailer, and I'm curious to, think, to hear what you think about it, because you were very excited to talk about it this evening. No, I was excited in that I think it looks bad. Oh, no. It's fascinating. Oh, no, you think it looks good? <laughs> I think it looks interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so first of all. It's great okay. to see Zach Did you Braff. like Yeah, did you like the original like or the the Steve Martin one? Well, I see that's that's kind of I think where <laughs> where things vary. Yeah. I think I think that's what gives me a little bit of a leg up here because yeah. while I did enjoy the Steve Martin version, I had definitely aged out of, you know, the appeal at the time. I, I watched right. it because, you know, little cousins, you know, little guy kids around and everything. It's like, all right, this is something to put on. It's interesting. You know, it had Tom Welling. I thought that was weird because I'm like, this is a grown man pretending to be a child. But, 
He's taller than Steve Martin. So, okay, we're going to keep on rolling with that. That's fine, too. And you know how hard it is to be taller than Steve Martin? He's a large man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Tom Pictures. Welling, Tom Welling pulled it off. Um, yeah. But with this one, I really think it's, it, you know, it's great to see Zach Braff in a, in a comedic project once again. You know, I would have liked to have seen him be funny in that oh. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he. In Scrubs, he was zany and he was not the straight man. Yeah. And it feels like in every role since they've tried to make him the straight man. And I don't understand it. <laughs> it He's seems weird. like he, he should be weird. He went full JD and every movie since every film since every project since has been trying to pull him back like into that, you know, Maybe first and second season, JD, mm-hmm. <laughs> where he was mm-hmm. just kind of kind of chill. <laughs> yeah, it was a different vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think Gabrielle Union and him make a a, a beautiful couple. I'm oh, looking forward yeah. to seeing them. I won't deny that. I won't deny the cast or whatever. And and it's also a trailer, so I'll probably still watch it. I mean, it's going to be on Disney Plus. Exactly. So. And as as far as like you know, standing uh, shoulder to shoulder with the other like family uh, stuff from Disney Plus, it's fine. You know, I mean, it's it's right up there with like the Mighty Ducks uh, reunion series mm-hmm. and everything like that. It'll 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 work. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll find its audience. I think for me, that original, I keep saying original, but like the Steve Martin film was a very influential movie for people my age. Yeah. Um. So we just really enjoyed that. And it's kind of seeing the remake. I'm not like, oh, this is ruining whatever. They shouldn't have done it. I'm just like, eh, yeah. you know, I've already had this. I've had the thing that I wanted. Plus, it's, it's got it's got Kenya Barris writing the script, too. <laughs> so I think a lot of what is to be enjoyed about the film isn't really shining through mm-hmm. in the chaos that was that trailer. Uh, Kenya yeah. Bear is, of course, responsible for such hits as Girlfriends, Soul Food, The Game, mm-hmm. Are We There Yet, Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish, Black AF, you know, all that stuff. So, a really, really brilliant writer. Exactly. So exactly. It, is a, it is a writer that, that, like, I... I'm just like, okay, like, even if I didn't like this trailer, brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. You kind of have to put that trust in. Yeah, so I'm like a... not going to watch it. I just didn't think that trailer was great. <laughs> right on. I, you know, it's I, I went into it with such low expectations. I think that's was like, oh hey, it's Zach Braff, and it's like, oh all right. Yeah, you were like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So I, I am curious to see like which of these kids is going to launch their career off of this. You know, which is which is going to be this movie's Tom Welling. Who's going to do it? Even though Tom was already on Smallville by that point, but still. Uh, Tom was only on Smallville for like two years, though. It was it was very early Smallville, mm. I believe. But still, I mean, the ability to put, you know, hey, I was Superboy on your resume, like that's that's a big up, right? Yeah, yeah, it is a big up. <laughs> Hillary uh, Duff was like the biggest star of that movie. Oh, that's right, Martin. I forgot. Hillary yeah. Duff was in that. Are you, well, are yeah, you, one of my uh, favorite parts about that movie is that we're supposed to believe that Hillary Duff and Tom Welling are brother and sister. Right, 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 right. With all that on-screen chemistry, it was weird. It was really the weird. Tall, the tall, um, dark-haired boy and the tiny blonde girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about another uh, generation-defying property here. Neopets, 
Apparently. This is a weird story okay. that I stumbled across. <laughs> that they're thinking Neopets is going to be on the Nintendo Switch. And I and I came across this rumor on TikTok. I sent it to Matt. Then I found just a random article talking about this rumor that they're going to put Neopets on the Nintendo Switch. That's kind of it. Like the the Neopets team is is trying to make that game transfer onto the switch i mean that was such a generational game yes and it's it it, i mean if that comes out and it's good with that caveat Mm. it's going to be like animal crossing like it's going to take over culture again all right i think that's my prediction if it's good We've seen a resurgence of some properties of that mm-hmm. nature over these past few years. You know, um, we've seen, of course, Pokemon will not let go of its vice-like grip no, no. on our youth. Nothing else is Pokemon. No, it never will be. No, no, no. That's that's the thing. Everything else is a derivative of Pokemon. That, that's, that's true. That's intriguing to me that even the 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 knockoffs have seen such great success. Yeah, when you absolutely. think about Digimon. Like, yeah. there are people that ride hard for Digimon. You tell them, oh, yeah, that's just a knockoff of Pokemon. And it's like, no, Greymon is the best video game character ever created. It's, oh, okay. You hear that at the end of the name of that thing is Mon. You know that's kind of telling on it. But no, whatever. I'm not here to shame. <laughs> you're you're shaming a little bit i guess so i don't know man but no it's it's a feather in their cap uh to to see like even the even the things that have been inspired by pokemon and have taken uh some of those qualities into their pre-existing products like neopets you know Mm -hmm. and and have you know put forth that that spirit of gotta catch them all and you know the the mechanics of like basically rock paper scissors and put yeah, it into yeah. their into their games and collect your pets and yeah yeah and make them fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's really just like something that's held on to society over the past 25 30 years and it's just incredible to me. Yeah, and the grip that this game will have if is it's done is scary. Right. Yeah. If it's done right, it's going to be scary. And I'm yeah. just I need everyone to prepare themselves. That's what I'm saying. In our lifetimes, you know? Lex, we will See a resurgence of Skylanders, Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh yeah, Guitar Hero is coming at us like a fucking train. Microsoft owns Guitar Hero now, so they're gonna, we're in danger, y'all. They're gonna dust that off. You know it's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I'm interested to see how they try to pull it off. How will they convince people that they need plastic instruments in their home once again? I think. Is it going to be VR? I think it's going to be VR. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah, I think they're going to try to, like, you know, get some type of VR thing going so you don't have to physically have the instruments there. But there's right. some type of feedback that you have, you know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, Neopets, something that I never was involved in in any way whatsoever. I, I didn't in, I didn't engage in any of this, but I know it was popular. And it's yeah. just one of those things. I think it was just a little bit younger, like a little, little bit too young for you. Yeah. Which makes sense. It didn't really have um, an edge to it. It was just like face yeah. value was cute. It was just cute. Yes. Yeah. But that's what sold us. We we're like, I just want cute. I want to collect the cute. <laughs> that's why I did it. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So 
Nintendo announced mm-hmm. today on on uh, Tuesday the eighth here. Um, they announced today that they're gonna they're gonna have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow on the ninth, and they're gonna discuss wow. a lot of upcoming projects. So of course, you know. Twitter is going nuts. The sky's the limit with these people, and they're going to be sorely disappointed when it's not exactly what they want. This happens every single time. I was going to say, you just got to lower your expectations for sure. Absolutely. It's not going to be Switch 2. It's not going to be a Switch Pro. It's not going to be Super Mario RPG remastered. It's not going to be, what else do people really want? A release date for Bayonetta 3. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, all that stuff. It's... Yeah, everybody can't get everything at the same time with Nintendo. They just seem really focused on doing what they do just in a very particular manner. And the biggest reach that I've seen is, you know, in these past couple of weeks, we've talked about how Microsoft and Sony, uh, they've had their corporate ac- acquisitions of like Blizzard and Activision and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, Nintendo's fine with what they have on their plate. They're not going to be trying to pick up Capcom or Konami or anything like that. So, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. That would be fascinated if it was like, we have Capcom now. Right. We'd just all be like, what? Wait, what? We have Capcom. It's not, that's not going to happen. Mega but... Man Legends 3 is coming out tomorrow. We're re-releasing Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom 2 again. Yay. No. No. Be like, the shit? Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even hear about that. Oh man, like I've yeah, been off off the grid in that sense. That's how Nintendo does. They just like you know, they're the type of people that should call and send a text message with some with some news. You know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna stop by in like an hour. Like what? I, the place isn't clean. I'm I'm yeah. not, not dressed. What? Why are you doing this to me? What? <laughs> we need to have a very important talk. I'll be by in an hour. Hold the fuck up. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, first of all, I'm having a panic attack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna eat up at least the, the hour. Yeah. And then you got to give me another hour to pick up around here. God. Oh, I'm just getting anxiety thinking about it. Anywho. No, no, no. Moving on. Moving, <laughs> moving on, on. Moving on. <laughs> what other video game stuff we got going on? So, um, a Game Pass pick. Something Ooh, that I, I, game pass pick. I played uh, this week, earlier this week. Not 10 minutes before the show. Um, it's a game called Nobody Saves the World, and it is a Zelda-esque adventure um, okay. that's got kind of a uh, uh, a weird edge to it that I haven't really dug into yet. It's it's kind of dirty, but it's kind of fun. It's got a nice little sense of humor. Uh, the gimmick is is that you are basically a nobody, just a a humanoid, just gray being. And mm-hmm. nobody cares about you. But the cool thing is, is that you can turn into other characters that have special abilities and figure your way out of, out of situations. So you get locked in a dungeon and the first uh, form that you can turn into was a rat. So you find your way out of this dungeon by going through, rat. The, through the rat hole and you can bite people and stuff like that. But then by the time you get to the end of the dungeon, you become a knight and now you have a sword and you can actually hit people. But of That's course, cool. to get back out, you have to turn into the rat again. And vice versa. So there's a lot of transformations in the game. I've only unlocked like four so far, but I'm having a good time with it. And the music is fantastic. You know, it's uh, it's kind of cool when you can just vibe out to the music on a game and not have to turn on a podcast or something like that. But if you're listening to us, thank you. Well, you know, while you game, thank you for listening. Yeah, 
Yeah, we appreciate that. Sometimes I do that. Not listen to us, but listen to a podcast while I game. Yeah. What are you listening to lately? Anything to us? Uh, the have you heard of the Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't been listening to anything new. Kind of yeah. the same old stuff, just every once in a while catching up. Yeah, same here. I mean, once you get that full slate of podcasts and they're updating regularly, it's like, yeah. You, you know. you do, yeah, you don't really need to seek out anything new unless you just don't like the vibe of the ones you're listening to. The problem is, is when somebody goes on hiatus for a long time. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've discovered the problem is when someone says a lot of racial slurs, but, you that know. That too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Apparently. <laughs> I love it, too. Like, you know. Mm. No, we're not getting into that again this No, week. we're not getting into that. Nope, 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 nope. Anyway, but, check us out on Spotify, the Joe Rogan Spotify podcast. Never mind. I'm just I do want to <laughs> sincerely thank people because I didn't realize uh, before I saw the numbers, I didn't realize how many of you actually did listen to us on Spotify yes. when we were still listed on there. I, um, yes. So if you're hearing I, uh, this. I, I have had this. <laughs> Yeah. If you're hearing this, thank you for uh, rediscovering our podcast. You know, um, if you didn't know, you can just Google Lexa Mass Excellent Adventure. And in those top results, like the first thing usually is like the latest episode. So I mean, it's so fucking inconvenient because I have been listening to all of my podcasts on Spotify for quite yeah. some time now. Mm -hmm. And having it all having everything in one app is so easy. You oh, know? yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't like that they've done this, that they've made it more difficult for me to listen to things. Yeah, yeah. Now that's something that we discussed previously, actually, not on air. So we'll have it again on air. Um, I like keeping my stuff separate because, you know, Spotify gets real invasive with that podcast shit once you start listening on there. Like, that's fair. <laughs> I just want music from them, right? And yeah. then they'll come in, hey, you know, that podcast that you listened to one time and you didn't really enjoy has got a new episode out. Would you like to catch up on it? Nah, man, I listened to it out of curiosity and I don't want to hear it again. Oh, you sure? Okay. And the next time you open up the app, hey, a podcast like that one that you didn't like is available. You want to check that out? No, really. I, I just <laughs> want to hear Neil Young, please. Nope. No gone. more Yil Neil Young. No more. No more. <laughs> no more Young Neil. He, he out. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I, I I keep it I keep it on the Apple Podcast just because I, I understand that, but it yeah. is kind of nice to have it in one space, depending on what what your preference is. And it sucks that it's not that way anymore. It's, That's the whole point. It's nice to have options, and they took that option away. Yep. They suck. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. So, have you heard about this Murderville show on? Netflix? Yes, and I haven't seen it, but I've heard great things about it. Let's... It just premiered like Friday, right? It did. It is as good as you hear. It, it's yeah. really a fun show. So the premise, for those that are not familiar, it stars Will and Arnett as Detective Terry Seattle. And he's a he's a cop trying to solve a, a different murder every episode with a brand new celebrity partner. But the hook is, is that the celebrity partner has not been given a script and has to improv the entire time. Yeah. And of course, if you listen to like Smartless or have heard Will Arnett outside of a project, you know how much of an asshole he can be. He turns it up to 11 and really puts people through their paces. And 
it's 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 great um everybody is pretty much bringing something different to the table uh but the 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 crux of it all is at the end of the episode the the guest celebrity has to figure out who done it and uh oh my god that's yeah. amazing i've heard marshawn lynch was great on it marshawn lynch was great because he was playing on god mode he was like just very self-aware <laughs> he wasn't trying to be a character he was like i'm marshawn lynch and i'm trying to figure this out that's basically what he. i did. love that i love that for him <laughs> that's so great Ken Jong was a fun one too because he just he couldn't take it seriously at all. He just kept laughing and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty good. Um, and there is a, there how is how many a, episodes are there? There's six episodes, and there's a, okay. f- a through a through line. There's a story that flows throughout too, so it's actually episodic. It's kind of funny. That's weird. Okay. I really enjoyed it though. I think I think you'll I think you'll like it. Okay, I'm adding that to my list. Cool. All right. What's this last note you got here, bud? That's not even important, man. I mean, this is like, right. <laughs> this is a random thought I had. So, okay. for those that aren't aware, and I think you may know about this. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Okay. At one point, Hasbro, uh, through a series of acquisitions, the game company, the the toy manufacturer Hasbro, uh, came into possession of Death Row Records. That's right, the the gangster rap label that was most popular in the 90s were such acts as Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Tupac, and MC Hammer. Yes, even MC Hammer were once uh, signed. My thing was, during this whole partnership, during this whole time that Hasbro owned Death Row Records, which they've, they've since given up the rights to back in 2021, um, we didn't get any tie-in board games. And that frustrates me because we... We get weird, like, Uno sets now and stuff like that, and we get yeah. all these different, like, you know, what as they call them, What was that one Uno drops. set where they're like, it's all wilds? And I'm yeah. like, the fuck it is? What? <laughs> all wilds. Um, they have, uh, you know, the the uh, the Obey um, street art that you see everywhere. It had, like, Andre the Giant's face just really close up. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a whole set that looked like that. They actually do have some very artistic sets and toys that they release now um, where they partner with different artists and different creators and stuff like that and really take some chances. And I feel like coming up with some games that tied into this Death Row Records partnership would have been so easy to do. Dr. Dre presents Operation. (laughs) Gin and Juiceopoly. Come on. It's just, it's all right there. I I mean, I want all of these things to be real. Absolutely. I want to play them with you. I'd love to do that. That sounds amazing. They don't even have to be knockoffs of like their old their old games. By the way, Hasbro owns Parker Brothers now and Milton Bradley. So it's just all one big conglomerate of all those classic games. Anyway, yeah, just a fleeting thought I had. It, it's such a missed opportunity, and I'm sure Snoop Dogg would be more than happy to participate. Maybe not Dre. Snoop Dogg will do anything for the right amount of money. I mean, hey, won't we all? And good for him. Exactly. But yeah, I would too. <laughs> Same. Same, Snoop. Same. There you go. All right. All right. I guess that's it, Same. man. We, we we cleared cleared this list this week. We cleared them out. That's right. You got any final thoughts for us, Lex? Final thoughts. Hmm. No. 
Not really. I'm enjoying the Olympics, even though it was very low ratings. Oh, apparently. yeah. Let's talk about that. So, you, yeah, you said that it was like one of the lowest ratings ever for an opening ceremony. One of the lowest ratings ever. You mentioned last episode that they hadn't done They're a good job it. of uh, no. advertising it. And that's very true. Um, because people either thought that they happened already or that they were still coming up. So, yeah, nobody really was. Yeah. And NBC, they're, they're really, every time they air the Olympics, every time they do Olympic coverage, it seems like they're, they're cutting back on how much it is that they're actually giving us. And that's frustrating to me. Because even a couple of years ago, it used to be a case where, you know, all day long, you would get fresh Olympic coverage, like all the events going on during that time of day, you would be able to see, you know, I know Mm -hmm. there's a, a, you know, there's a time difference and stuff like that, but they would space it out. They would figure out like, okay, we're going to put it on this much of a delay and then we'll come back and we'll do a wrap up during prime time or something like that. It seems like now all they do is the wrap up. All they do is the truncated version of these events. So you just kind of get a greatest hits and it's like, no, I want to see all of the snowboarding half pipe, even if they're not. I think you have to, I think you have to watch like during the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you watch it. Unfortunately. And that's usually the case, but it seems like even now, like my big thing with the, with the winter Olympics is I want to see the snowboarding and I get that it's like Sean White's final year and that he's going to be retiring after this at the ripe old age of 35. But dude, I want to see how the Chinese folk snowboard, how the Japanese Olympians snowboard, how they do it out of Norway, the Jamaican snowboarders. I want to see them all. And they're only giving me Sean White. And I was like, all right, that's fine, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think we have an Olympics channel on YouTube there. Yeah. That might be what you're looking for a more broad coverage um but yeah nbc is like definitely catering to like all the american stories and everything like that so i get it i get it yeah. and it is highlight you know highlight reel but i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying watching it i always like the olympics so i'm more of a summer olympics person mm-hmm. but i'm still enjoying the winter <laughs> it was funny too like earlier today um they were showing olympic uh winter olympic coverage and then it cut to a soccer game I'm like, that is not a winter mm-hmm. sport. What is happening? This is <laughs> this Summer is illegal. Olympics starting now. Right now. That's it. <laughs> We're going to have that Olympic logo on the bottom right side of the screen at Pass all times. Pass the torch times. and go. That's right. Go. The, the torch go. never stops moving. <laughs> nope. But yeah, oh, that's, that's all that's going on with me. Just watching the Olympics. Cool. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying yep. what, what I'm able to see, too. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, folks. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us, or if you'd like to, uh, you know, just get a little shout out on the show or something like that, we don't, we don't mind. We don't discriminate. Yeah. Hit yeah. us up on social media at Lexamat across the board. If you want even more interaction with us, including access to our amazing Discord with cool people, lots of fun and good times. Occasionally, some digital codes mm, for free things. Free movies. You can also that? get some merchandise of ours, depending on what tier you join. That's you right. know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, you can check that out. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Lex and Matt. It's real simple, and it's real worth it. You guys, we just paid the bill for this for this year's. Uh, we did. Uh, for this year's hosting, and boy, it was a bill. 
So thank you to everybody that does uh, contribute to our Patreon. I want to make a, a special note to thank you directly for what you're yes. doing. It does matter, and it does help us keep, uh, you know, this we, um, this show. We going. kept the lights on. Yeah, that we're too. keeping the lights on. So mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Right on, right on. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.